Welcome to Be the Scandal, the sacred rebellion of being your most authentic self. I'm your host, Danny Hickman. If you've been enjoying this podcast, I invite you to take a moment to rate my podcast and click subscribe. This helps people learn about Be the Scandal and gives them the opportunity to join this journey of radical self love. Now let's jump into the episode. I've decided that I am no longer going to allow shame to rule my life. It has ruled what feels like my entire life, keeping me small, avoidant, and hiding out, trying not to be seen as my authentic self. Now, I don't want to use this episode as a way to shame my shame. Actually, it's quite the opposite. I want to acknowledge first and foremost that my shame has been protective of me. It exists as a resource to help me stay safe and connected with those around me. It has attempted to keep me safe from abandonment and rejection from my family, friends, the church community I grew up in, and other communities that I've been a part of. Shame tells us to keep those things hidden that might threaten our connection with the people and groups we're a part of. It has deep roots in survival from a time when getting exiled would be a death sentence. We needed to be a part of our tribe in order to ensure our survival. So the things about us, the things we said and did that could threaten our connections— They would go deep into the recesses of our psyche. When you think about it, it's actually quite amazing what our systems can do. We have the ability to even avoid being present with parts of ourselves. It's actually quite wild. But here's the thing. It's no longer a death sentence to be exiled from the people you're connected with. Let's be real. A saber-toothed tiger isn't going to stalk you out in exile. But the threat of exile still ignites our survival response within our system That's why shame is really physical. We're actually having a nervous system response to it. So what we do is we continue the pattern of self-shaming in order to keep ourselves in line and in good standing with the people we're connected to. And even though I have a lot of understanding and empathy for the protective nature of shame, this doesn't mean that I'm wanting to continue to consciously choose to allow shame to rule my life. Especially when shame and my inner critic are working together to keep me, quote, in line. My inner critic has been harsh throughout the years. Honestly, it's felt like other people's words and opinions of me weren't that bad because I have said way worse things to myself, things that I would never speak to another person. And if you have a harsh inner critic too, just know I see you. When you have parts of yourself that you feel ashamed of, your inner critic is the gatekeeper, the part of you that shames yourself so that you keep hiding and keep avoiding showing, sometimes even to yourself, these parts of you. The inner critic has a job to do, and sometimes it can feel hard to break free of the inner critic when it's been perpetuating cycles of self-hate for so long. When I think about my own life, I feel like the logic behind it has been I'll shame and reject myself so that I don't have to experience the rejection from other people. It's like choosing the lesser of the evils. Except here's the thing. At the end of it, you're stuck hating yourself, drowning in shame, and being inauthentic in your relationships. So it's like you sell your soul in order to be accepted by those around you. And here's the catch. Because a shame-ridden version of you isn't an authentic version of who you are. Those people, quote, accepting you, aren't actually accepting the true you at all. Simply a version of you that you've curated in order to not be rejected. And I invite you to take a moment and let that sink in. If my words are resonating with you, I simply invite you to acknowledge there are parts of you that you may have canceled and exiled yourself. There are probably parts of you that have willingly went into the deep recesses of your psyche so that you could be accepted. 
And if this feels like a deep truth, we aren't going to do anything with it right now, except to simply become aware of this truth. And I invite you to bring your awareness to how this truth feels in your body, noticing any tightness, tension, or sensations in this moment. I'm interrupting this episode to tell you about the Sacred Rebel Collective membership. Here's the backstory. For the last decade, I've received feedback from clients wanting more consistent support in their self-love journeys. Asking questions like, what should I do in between sessions? Is there a way to stay connected after our work together? And a version of, how can I find people doing this type of work too? For the last few years, I've had it in my mind to create a community space to grow together. The more questions I got like this, the more I started to see the need for a place where you could go from feeling insecure, feeling not good enough and overpowered by your inner critic, to a life connected to confidence, high self-worth, and sustainable self-love, not just the illusion of self-love. I can't stop thinking about where a community dedicated to creating sustainable self-love could lead us in one year, three years, or five years from now. But here's what I'm very clear on. I can't do this alone and I don't have all the answers, but the vision is there. And that's why I've invited some of my favorite experts to be a part of this collective, to share their wisdom and support. And that's why I'd love to extend an early invitation to you. I want you to be a part of this, especially if you're willing to help me shape this idea. Meaning if you join me as a founding member and you're willing to work together to make this the best place to support women in creating sustainable self-love, I'm extending a highly discounted founding members price. With all that said, what I am clear about is how this community will serve all of us as we progress toward anchoring in radical self-love. It all begins here today. I invite you to join me and become a founding member of the Sacred Rebel Collective and access the discounted price until May 23rd, 2022. All you need to do is follow the link in the show notes for more details. Now back to the episode. There is so much to say about shame. And unfortunately, I feel like I'm an expert in shame through lived wisdom and of course, also professionally. But in this episode, I simply want to offer this for you to be able to have some more understanding of shame. There are two things we can do in order to cope with shame. The first is to explore if that thing you feel shamed about is actually going to get you exiled. Because even though you might be telling yourself a story that other people won't like you or they won't accept you if they knew this thing about you, we want to be curious and ask a version of, is this 100% true? And if not, a way to quickly release the shame is to share this thing with someone you trust. Someone who can hold this truth with you without judgment. Here's an example that's a little silly, but years ago I had a crack in my windshield for the longest time and I never fixed it because honestly, I didn't want to spend the money on it. I felt a very disproportionate amount of shame related to the windshield. And finally, I had a moment when I told someone about my windshield and I just nonchalantly said a version of, I don't know when I'll fix it. And immediately I didn't care about it anymore. I was able to release that shame. Now you might be thinking, well, that's a pretty light example and I know it is, but here's another example. A few episodes ago, I shared a story about sending sexual photos to someone and the immense shame I felt. For years, I held onto this shame, but eventually I was able to tell a friend about my shame surrounding it. And of course, to this friend, it wasn't a big deal. I had done it, even though it felt like a big deal to me, her love for me and holding this truth about me without judgment gave me the space to start to release my own judgment of myself 
So much so that I was able to record it not just once, but now twice for anyone to hear it. So if that isn't a testament that this works, I don't know what else to tell you. That's been at least my lived experience. But let's take a moment and shift gears and explore those things that you're ashamed of that would actually get you rejected from a friendship, a familial relationship, or a group that you're in. After you've checked the facts and you know this thing about you wouldn't be accepted by those around you, I just want to be present in the fact that you'll probably experience some grief. It's hard to be present in the truth that who you truly are won't be accepted by someone you want to be accepted by. And then I want to acknowledge the courage that it takes to want to be authentic in the world, even knowing that it might be followed with rejection. And I want you to remember that even if those around you can't extend it to you without conditions, you are worthy of love, unconditional love. And then I guess the next logical step would be to feel all the feels that come with this, with choosing yourself and showing yourself radical love by no longer abandoning who you are. So taking that time and being intentional and helping yourself process these emotions. And then the third thing is to release the shame even more and rewrite moments of abandonment and rejection. I want to encourage you to find your people. Find a person or a group of people that you know will accept you, will accept this thing about you. A place where you can be authentically you without judgment and without conditions. This is how we heal our shame and repair the hurt and wounding we've accumulated relationally throughout our life. So to recap, we can either debunk the myth that what we feel ashamed about will get us exiled, or if the truth is that we will not be accepted, then we find the people that will accept us. Because we're no longer allowing shame to rule our lives and no longer pretending to be a version of us that's self-abandoning. We're tapping into radical self-love and saying, I love myself enough to give myself permission to be who I truly am. And I love the people I'm in relationship with enough to introduce them to the authentic me. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Be The Scandal. If you like what you heard, don't forget to click subscribe so that you can join in on the sacred rebellion of being your most authentic self.